This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, January 25th. Brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Westlands changes tune on groundwater recharge. FDA sued on antibiotics and latest on dairy rift. Westlands shakeup brings new recharge efforts. Longtime general manager Tom Birmingham retired from the Westlands Water District last year following a shakeup in the board. The new board is now seeking more collaborative and innovative solutions to the district's challenges. One of those is using excess flood flows to recharge critically overdrafted groundwater basins. Daniel Mountjoy, who directs resource stewardship at the environmental group Sustainable Conservation, told AgriPulse there wasn't a whole lot of recharge interest over there until recently. More coming. According to a Westland spokesperson, the district does not currently have any projects online, though others are lined up in the planning, design, or construction phases. It does have private recharge facilities, but none are taking water since the Bureau of Reclamation has yet to declare an availability for capturing flood flows. Andrew Ayers, a research fellow at the Public Policy Institute of California, explained that the district's geography is not ideal for flooding or percolating water into the aquifer. Projects here must instead rely on injecting it underground. Another blast from the past? Well, the Interior Department's Office of the Inspector General has cleared former Interior Secretary David Bernhardt of violating ethics and conflicts of interest rules. Bernhardt had previously lobbied on behalf of Westlands and then at Interior secured a long-term federal contract for the district, which a federal judge later invalidated. The office report determined that since the district is a state agency, it is not considered a former client. You can read more about the race to recharge in the AgriPulse West newsletter coming later this morning. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rommel AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo, AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. West Coast dairy producers could migrate to the Midwest. Some California dairy producers are looking to move to the Midwest to lower their production costs. That, according to Katie Burgess, Director of Risk Management at Ever Ag, an ag technology company. California producers face cost of 2 to $3 a hundredweight higher than their Midwestern counterparts play, Burgess says. If you put yourselves in the shoes of a dairy producer, the outlook for the next 12 months is as dim as it has been, Burgess says. She spoke on a panel at the Dairy Forum in Florida. 
The I-29 corridor in particular is a hot spot for dairy uh, farm expansion, she said. The bottom line, Sarah Dorlin, managing partner for Saris Dairy Risk Management, said dairies will move to where the water and feed are available. You see, it was in the late 80s and early 90s there was a great migration of dairies to the west. That because of expansive amounts of land, water, and an expensive feed. I don't think that means we're going to turn the lights off on the West, but I do think it just means we could see a bit more consolidation, Dorlin said. California's dairy production will help service the growing demand for dairy exports to China and Southeast Asia. Dairy producers and processors seeking common ground. Discussions have been taking place this week in Orlando around ways to reform federal milk pricing regulations. The talks on the sidelines of the International Dairy Foods Association annual dairy forum, well, they're focused on finding a united industry approach on a petition to Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack seeking a federal milk marketing order hearing. Vilsack has said he wants to see the industry unite around planned reforms before considering modifications in pricing regulations. Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative CEO Tim Trotter says his team has taken part in numerous conversations with members of the National Milk Producers Federation and IDFA. Edge is not a member of the NMPF. These discussions will likely be ongoing now for the coming weeks and months, tackling both the Farm Bill and a federal order hearing, Trotter says. Now take note, officials with NMPF and IDFA will be meeting the week of February 20 in hopes of presenting a proposal to their boards in March. For more on the issue, you can read our AgriPulse weekly newsletter. We also look at some issues around the federal crop insurance program. Lawsuit targets antibiotics used in animal ag. Public health groups are suing FDA to force the agency to phase out certain medically important antibiotics in animal agriculture. FDA denied a 21 petition filed by the Natural Resources Defense Council and other groups to ban the use of medically important antibiotics in livestock and poultry that aren't sick. FDA's denial failed to address the petition's core concern that use of medically important antibiotics for so-called disease prevention purposes in livestock and poultry poses a significant threat to human health by contributing to antibiotic resistance, the group say in a release. Plaintiffs in the case filed in the Southern District of Maryland include the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, Food Animal Concerns Trust, or FACT, NRDC, and Public Citizen. Earth Justice will serve as co-counsel with NRDC. Dean and Schlanger again nominated for USDA posts. President Joe Biden has submitted a pair of nominations to the Senate for Agriculture Department positions, hoping to see the two officials confirmed after unsuccessful bids in the last Congress. Stacey Dean, the nominee to be USDA Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services, and Margot Schlanger, the pick for Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights, were among a hefty slot 
slate of nearly 90 federal nominees submitted yesterday. Both were also nominated previously, Dean in May 22, Schlanger in September 21, but were not confirmed by the Senate. Dean's nomination never came before the Senate Agriculture Committee, but Schlanger testified before the panel in November 21. Both are currently working at USDA. Dean as the FNCS Deputy Undersecretary and Schlanger as a Senior Advisor in the Office of Congressional Relations. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Our mismanagement of such typically scarce resource is mystifying. That Ian LeMay, president of the California Fresh Fruit Association, in an op-ed for the Sacramento Bee, calling for more flexible pumping rules to capture flood flows through the Delta. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, January 25th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.